Hello and welcome to the Redeem the Dream podcast. Hi, this is Dan Marsden. And today's episode is actually episode number 15. And it is part five of our five-part series, Starving in America, What Being Hungry Has Taught Me. Before I get started, I'd like to thank the Wayne Consulting Group for supporting this podcast. Also, Grant Meyer, an amazing, awesome, godly man who is a financial advisor in the southern Indiana, Louisville area with Northwestern Mutual. Appreciate your support, brother. Um, couldn't do this stuff without you guys, so I very, very much appreciate it. Also, for any feedback, please contact me at dan at redeem-the-dream.org. Would love to hear from you and hear your stories as well, especially if you struggled with hunger or food insufficiency. Love to hear what you've learned and love to hear how you overcame and how God helped you through it. So my final thought, my final lesson on what hungry, what being hungry, excuse me, has taught me is that when you're hungry, nothing else matters. When you get hungry enough and you struggle with this issue for long enough, you get to a point where you start to lose your common sense and you start to make decisions that are completely irrational and from the outside looking in might seem like they're just crazy or you're crazy. And people might look at you and think, man, you've lost your mind. Well, that is exactly what hunger can do to you. It'll make you lose your mind eventually and make some really poor choices. When I was in my late 20s, I was living in in California, I was working at In-N-Out Burger trying to find my way when I finally got a got an opportunity at a at a career job and I thought, man, things are really looking up and I took this position with a dry cleaning delivery company and I'm very thankful that they gave me that opportunity as a management trainee and things were really looking much better, I thought. I got a girlfriend and we got real serious. She was in full-time ministry. Everybody thought we we're perfect together. She was a children's pastor at a local church and I started helping her out at her church and things were just going well. And after a while, man, we got engaged. We went to premarital counseling and we're planning our wedding and everything looked like, man, we're about to get married. And my dreams were beginning to finally come true. Well, throughout premarital counseling, I realized that this wasn't right. This wasn't the right decision to, to marry this person. And so I made the very, very hard decision of, of breaking off this engagement. At this point, the wedding invitations had already gone out. We already gone and stood in front of the church and said, hey, we're getting married. The honeymoon was booked. Everything was set. And so we actually had to call everyone that we invited to the wedding and say, hey, the wedding is off. It was, it was incredibly painful, but I knew it was the right thing. And around the same time, I had lost my job with this dry cleaning company. They had fired me. I wasn't performing to um, to their standards, and uh, I think there are two parts to it. One, I I spent a lot of late nights at my girlfriend's or fiance's house where I didn't sleep a whole lot, and so that contributed to it. And also, I really didn't feel like I fit into the work culture there. And the combination of both those things really caused me to lose my position. And so now I lost my fiance, and I lost my job. And once again, I was in a position where I couldn't really pay my bills on time I, I really didn't know how I was gonna feed myself and it just sucked man at the time I was living with an Ethiopian family that I was renting from and they were serious about the rent money and they wanted cash and they wanted it by noon on a certain day <laughs> I just didn't have it and so after I broke off my engagement with my fiance they suggested hey man why don't you marry our cousin um, so she can get the papers to come in and out of the country um, without any issues for her business purposes 
And man, I would have never, ever even considered something nuts like that had I not been very hungry, had I not been tired of asking for help over and over again, feeling like a complete loser. I mean, how could it be that I have two college degrees, tried to start several careers over the years and and nothing really worked and somehow always constantly falling back into the cycle of poverty and, and being in a position where I couldn't even buy myself the food that I needed. I got so tired of it, tired of asking for help. And so, man, I just went into my room and I started praying. I was like, hey, God, maybe this time you're giving me my actual wife plus some money. Holy cow, this is great. (laughs) Of course, that was nuts and irrational. And of course, I didn't ask any of my good, solid friends for help or for advice. And I just thought to myself, hey, I'm just going to maybe try to lead them on for a minute, say I'm going to do it and... And, and maybe find another solution. And so I, I agreed to it. And the next thing you know, I, I met that person. We went on fake dates. I had to create a fake photo album and the whole the whole thing and just kind of stage a completely, you know, fake relationship, which was just so strange because this whole time I'm still really struggling with depression and overcoming the loss of my previous relationship, which I chose to broke off, break off, but it still just caused a lot of hurt and pain in my life and left me lost and completely alone without really anyone to process it with. It it was just a very, very painful time. And so one thing leads to the next and, you know, we, we get married there in the courthouse and wow, now I'm married to a person that I'm not even dating just because I thought it would, it could help me get my, make my situation better somehow and put food in my stomach and, keep me off the streets, all of the above. Man, around that time, I was I was around town in, in San Jose, and I saw this public bus with a ad on the back of the bus with a hungry child. It was a food bank ad, and it said, when you're hungry, nothing else matters. And that is exactly what I learned from this situation. Nothing else started to matter. You just, you just want food. You just, you just finally get so tired of not being able to eat and, and feeling less than, feeling like you're, like things will just never get better. And so here I was. I made this, this crazy decision, and I was hiding it from everyone. I was still volunteering in youth ministry at a church, and the youth pastor was under there. I had no idea what was going on. I didn't tell him anything, and I felt very convicted about the whole situation. And, you know, of course, Homeland Security got involved sooner than later, and I confessed the truth, and um, they were gracious enough to to let it be a learning experience and allow me to to move on without any penalty by the grace of God. And after that whole thing, I went I went back to my youth pastor that I was under and I confessed the whole situation and, <laughs> and needless to say I was a little bit surprised and happy that I made it right or else I wouldn't be volunteering there anymore. And next thing you know, man, I needed to find another place to live and I had a a friend that I worked with who was a a Mexican guy, Hispanic guy that was a really cool dude and he asked his parents and they graciously allowed me to move in with them so I moved in with this Hispanic family that actually, man, saved my life man, in a lot of ways I feel like because I I had lost everything and I had to obviously move out of that the house that I was living with with the Ethiopian family because of the whole situation and you know, throughout that process uh, after the whole process was over magically my car got broken too and damaged the point to where I couldn't use it anymore so now I needed to get a a job in walking distance and when I 
moved in with a Hispanic family. I, I did get a job in walking distance and, uh, you know, working, I worked with my buddy who, uh, who lived there. One of the guys, my Mexican friend, Carlos, if you ever listen to this, you the man, my brother, thank you for helping me out. I love your family for what they did for me, man. And I really appreciate it. That family really, really took me in and fed me. I was super skinny by the time I arrived, man, at that house and hadn't been eating for a minute and didn't even look like myself. And so Carlos's mom really hooked me up with a ton of great Mexican food, man. I was like living at a Mexican restaurant, man. These people didn't have a whole lot, but they worked their butts off and they shared everything they had. I learned so much and I'm just really rejuvenated from there and and just uh, and feel so blessed that I had that opportunity. And from there is when I actually ended up moving to the Midwest um, through a series of other circumstances um, that I'm not going to discuss right now because it's not part of this this lesson, what I'm trying to share today. But, uh, man, I like to share a verse that always reminds me of that situation that I was in there. And that is Proverbs chapter 30, verses 7 through 9. I'm just going to read it here out of the NIV version. Two things I ask of you, Lord. Do not refuse me before I die. Keep falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, Who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal, and so dishonor the name of my God. How true is that? I was on the flip side of that, where I was so poor that I started to dishonor God. I didn't, uh, I was at a loss, couldn't meet my very basic needs, so I started doing things that were dishonoring to God. Um, to put food in my stomach. And so that experience really taught me exactly what I've been saying throughout this whole message is that when you're hungry, nothing else matters. And I think that's one of the reasons why God really calls us to take care of the poor, take care of the widows, the orphans, the poor, the hungry. That's what true religion is, according to Scripture. And now I know really know why. Because these people need their needs met. <laughs> to keep their to keep their sanity. You're not going to keep your sanity if you can't eat. I promise you that. And I think that everyone that's ever experienced insufficiency in regards to food or um, even hunger to the point where you have hunger pains, uh, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. You can relate. And I just thank God that he allowed me to get through those situations without any major consequences and allow me to process these things and Today I'm on a path to hopefully breaking these cycles of, of poverty and moving on in, into a much better, much better realm. So praise God for his faithfulness. And if, if you're going through these things right now, hit me up. Love to pray with you. Love to encourage you. And just know that there is always light at the end of the tunnel. And if you keep doing the right thing, keep your eyes on Jesus. He will send people your way to get through any situation. I really believe that. Hopefully that encourages you. And hey, man, again, I would love to get some feedback from you guys. This actually really concludes finally our five-part series here on what starving in America has taught me. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And I will be back soon. Appreciate you guys. God bless. And until next time, bye-bye.